We're so glad you found us here at the Leadership After Hours podcast. If you're finding value in this content, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're on. This allows us to spread the modern leadership revolution. Plus, you don't want to miss out on a single weekly episode. Now, let's get into it. Welcome to the Leadership After Hours podcast. Real talk with real leaders committed to creating better companies and a better world. Presented by Stronger Leaders, Stronger Profits with your host, Sean Patton. Well, I'm excited we're here with part two because we could not fit it all into part one with uh, Beth English. And, uh, you know, man, you wrapped up the last episode so well. So if, you, if you're if you listening to this and you missed the first one, go back and listen to that one first and then, and then meet us here. Um, and, you know, one of the biggest things you talked about was overcoming the, that fear and, and sort of you know, that, that insecure self that your powerful self can nurture that to step up. And I think that's so powerful as an individual. What have you seen with some of your clients, I don't know if you have any stories or examples or things you've taught on how to foster that maybe as an organization, like as a culture? Well, when I was in a corporate role, mm-hmm. I would go around and I would talk to my team. And I would ask them, how are they doing? Like I would invest in them as people first. And then I would ask them about what they had planned for that day. Like what were they doing and, and encourage them to take risk. Like let them know that in their role, they had someone supporting them for the decisions that they would make on their own. And so I would do that every single day. And I would be like, take risk. You can do it, you know, like if you need anything, um, you know where to find me. And so I really loved how that felt because they were so responsive to that. It wasn't just like, yeah, 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 leave me alone. I'm trying to do my job or whatever. It's like they would get excited if I would come around their desk. You know, how many times you see one of your superiors or whatever come around your desk and be like, "Uh oh, (laughs) what's this mean? The suits only come out when something's wrong, right? But like, go up to everyone, ask them what what do they need? How are they doing? You know, let them know that you're invested in them. Then they're gonna start to be able to open up to you more. If they have a problem, they're gonna be able to come to you. It's like we have to create relationships and environments where people feel like they can open up and communicate. If we don't create that, then what are we doing? We're just following some checklists and clocking in and clocking out. Like how is that getting and moving anyone forward? If we can be real with each other and like all hands on deck, like this team is, this is our goal. This is what we're doing. We're all, we're all in it together because we know that we're being invested in. And that doesn't, you know, people, you know, they love money when it comes to having a great paycheck, but what people love more is to feel like they're making a difference, that they belong somewhere and that they have a purpose and show up for every single day. Yeah. And that's, that's why I, this, Exactly what you just said is why I think we, we talked for two hours at the coffee shop the other day um, because, you know, that's such, we have the same passion as far as, you know, that goes. And, and, and I love how we're sort of trying to shift that culture and that message and, and tackling it in, you know, different ways. But I mean, the foundation of right, our coaching consulting company, Strong and Strong Profits, is about that fulfillment and profitability actually go hand in hand, right? They're actually mutually supportive, not exclusive. And mm-hmm. I think that, I think the winds are changing in business and organizations that people are starting to see that if you treat your people like human beings and you invest in them as human beings, that you will get the better version, the best version of them and you can grow leaders. 
And if you don't, right, if you, one thing, one thing I always tell uh, managers I work with is like who are in that sort of checklist KPI thing is, let's say if you treat people like a widget, if you treat them like a piece of, like a gear in the machine and that's how you view them, that's how they're going to act. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that gear can make an extra $2 an hour, they're going to go be a gear somewhere else. But, you know, if you're the type of leader you were talking about that invest them as a human being, man, those, those people, they're going to be more engaged. They're not going to leave and, and they're going to work harder. And if you took your altruistic hat off, right, that means you have someone who's more engaged, who's going to stay, not turn over and work harder for less money, which means profitability, right? So it's like, it's a win-win. And, and I'm so glad that, you know, you're out there fighting that fight and sharing that message with people of how important, how important that is. I was going to ask you, do you like to build fires? Yeah, I like to build fires. Okay. I'm like a master fire builder. Okay. (laughs) And I'm a master fire builder because I love to think about how we build fires is how we sustain ourselves, how we sustain others. If you think about it, when you build a fire, you can put a lot of wood on it, right? And it's going to it's going to go up, it's going to burn, but then eventually it's going to die down, right? You have to keep adding wood to that fire. If you add a whole bunch of wood, it's going to go back up, it's going to go back down. But if you want to sustain it over time, you have to be feeding it that wood and you have to place it in certain ways where all the the, the pieces of wood touch. And so I think about that as a metaphor because I I know like what fuels something and what makes something go out. And so when we think about leading people, we have to think about where the fuel for them. We have to keep pouring into them if we want them to keep sustaining the work that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, if, we want to, if we want the heat from the fire, right? If we want to cook our meal, if we want to have that warmth, we, we've got to invest in it at first. And yeah, investing in people and, and you, you know, every business is a human business, you know? So um, bringing that humanity back in a business. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, you started a long time ago was, uh, I think it was called the Nashville Creatives Group. Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? And that grew to be, you know, really big. And, and I think that's just power of yours, obviously, of creating communities and networks. Um, and one thing that, you know, we've talked about before is, between the two of us, is the that creative and, and how you have that free spirit and that creative, that that drive to, to uh, express yourself. And then you have leadership inside organizations. And for me, I feel like those two groups have a lot to learn from each other to be optimal. I don't know what, what is, what has that been like? What do you see some of the struggles maybe in the creative community if they try to scale a business, but they struggle because they struggle maybe uh, with some of the principles or the structure of it. What, what would you say to the creatives that are trying to maybe grow a business, um, but maybe are struggling to see themselves as a business person? One thing I've learned is that People in the creative world, people in the business world, we speak different languages. And so they you could be getting development from like a business person, but it's like, what are they saying? Like, it's so hard to kind of translate how to be successful. And so I always try to be able to help creatives understand how to be successful with the programming that we did with the events that we hosted and over time we were just really striving to build people up to be professional and i was telling you earlier about how i went to business school and they groomed me to be professional which made me unique in the arts world because 
I was just, I was just different. Like, you know, most artists don't come out of business school. And so that's where I was coming from and why I joined the Entrepreneur Center, why I knew that like technology is always um, at the edge of innovation and change. And so how can we as artists connect with people in the technology world, the business world here in Nashville? I mean, I was at a bar camp. I don't know if you even know what that is, but it's like a bunch of techie people come together, learn from each other. And this was back in the day when we used to put um, things on Twitter with the hashtags and follow along at events and stuff. And so people would write code. I would project the code onto a painting, and then I would paint the code that people were submitting and making an art piece out of it. So it was just like... I was always trying to integrate myself into the business world and learn from them as far and having them learn from me. And so when you start to speak these two different languages with people and get on um, the same page, that's when I feel like so much powerful stuff can happen. And that's why there's so much value in these communities. But we have to be talking to each other. Even when talking to each other is hard yeah. because we're in like... You're speaking different languages, right? Speaking yeah. different languages. And so what I have always learned is that you just keep putting yourself out there, getting a mentor who understands this, finding communities where you can tap into, maybe showing up in a room where you feel like you don't belong, but you know you're there because there's going to be value there. And you may not even know what the value is until after you're done. And I have always been networking with people in the business community. That has always been something I knew was valuable. And connecting with myself as an artist because I knew that my life changed when I was surrounded by creative people all the time and I loved it and it was the best and people were like, I don't know this world that you live in, but like, I want more of it too. And so you just have to keep your eyes open and really start the conversation with someone who doesn't look like you or talk like you. Like, this is why diversity is important. We learn so much more from the things we don't understand than we do from just doing the same thing over and over again. So if you're a creative business owner and you want to be better at business, go hang out with people in business, even though it can feel like you don't belong in that room. Same with people in business. Go hang out with an artist and start to like let their magic rub off on you. Because that's what I feel like artists can bring and creatives bring is there that unique gift, that magic inside all of us, that overflows when we're healthy and happy, right? Like we can overflow when we're being taken care of. And we're expressing ourselves. And so so that's one reason that I'll put the shameless plug in here. you know, we're, we're working together on a cool new project called the Leadership Revolution Festival. Um, it's in Nashville, September 15th and 16th of this year, 2023. You're going to be a speaker, so you're going to see Beth there. Um, and we, we're going to do a bunch of other stuff. And around the same idea, right, that, that art uh, helps people think about themselves in the world differently, right? Express themselves in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really leadership versus management is about helping someone else see themselves, the organization and the world differently. So in, in a sense, you know, leadership and art are both this like uniquely human thing. Um, and, and in a sense, I think there, there's at least overlap. If not, you know, it's almost, it can be the same thing. If you think about inspiring someone to be, you know, a thriving person in a way that maybe they didn't even know was possible mm-hmm. before. Um, 
and and getting into different rooms with different people. I think that's another huge thing you you brought up, sort of getting outside your comfort zone. Um, so, what would you say in some of your maybe clients or people you've talked to about that aspect and in, inside of an organization? Because you mentioned you know as a leader, sort of one on one, and then we talked about you know as an individual, as a creative, going out and giving business people. Um, would would you what methods have you seen in terms of inside maybe a business getting the whole culture to to embrace the that human element, that human side, that creativity? Well, when I show up for a group, whether it's through a keynote or a workshop, you know, I take them through an experience and I make sure that they feel safe. I make sure that they feel like no matter what they do, it's great and we want to get through that experience together because on the other side of it, because you know, going through anything isn't easy, right? But you, it's when you're on the other side of it that you start to have new perspectives, new ways of, of showing up for yourself and showing up for other people. One of my clients told me a while ago, they said, you know, the work that you did was so impactful and I have no doubt that they're going to bring up some of the things that you taught them later on, like a year from now, they're going to be using the language you used. And it's like they just start to see the world in a different way. And if you just give them a framework to to exist in, to understand though, this is how you tap into your creativity. Like it's not about just like sitting in a room with some highlighters and post-it notes, like because I've had leadership do that for me. Okay, be creative. Here's some post-it notes and and markers. It's like, okay, wait a minute. There are so many other things that we could be doing to nurture people's creativity. And so teaching people that I think helps them see themselves creative in a different way, understanding what it means to be creative. And so I really go into that into detail in my work. So really it's about how do they shift that shift. And then you start to see the ripple effect happening afterwards. Like a client of mine recently said that you know, I gave them something that they didn't really know that they needed because mostly they're doing professional like branding or marketing kind of speakers, workshops, things like that, where I was more like human development and getting vulnerable and making all these cool connections with people. And when you start to understand that people have needs, then you start to maybe lean in and listen a little bit better. And now they're totally changing the way that they host events because they want to be reaching people on a personal level because they know how impactful that was when I came and I did that for them. And so they're excited. Like, wow, we, we totally forgot people have all these personal needs that, you know, it's not necessarily a reflection of the company, but when you start to value people first, that's why we talk about people first cultures and things we know it works. Yeah. Like how, how can you say anything's wrong with that approach? So when you start focusing on people, listening to their stories, oh my gosh, power. Yeah. So, so the first episode we ever did on this podcast with my business coach mentor, um, John Morgan. And you know, one of the things he mentioned, and so it's so funny coming to these same conclusions was completely different ways was as a company grows, how successful leaders really, I mean, they, they realize that their customers are their people now, right? That, you know, if you take care of those people, those people will take care of your customers. So again, putting it in terms of like, if you take care of people first, if you, if you treat them like a human being and get to know them and make those connections and let them 
help them try to figure out who their best version of themselves is, mm-hmm. that's when the whole company and the whole organization can flourish, whether that's a for-profit, non-profit, you know, edu- whatever that might be, any, you know, any type of organization. Um, so How families yeah. flourish. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm. And if that's like our foundation and we go to work, like we have to have all these things syncing up in our lives. So that's why it's important. If it's, if you don't see it around you, then you got to see it within you and be that change. That's what a leader is. They come and fill a void. Yeah, they, they come and they, they see that need and they, they need it and, mm-hmm. and they create community and families, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it's funny, all these things, you know, the, the Harvard study that came out, um, where it was like, since like 1920s or 1930s of what the happiness study and, and no, it wasn't socioeconomic status. It wasn't like, uh, all these different variables. And number one thing was the quality of your close relationships, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's what creates fulfillment and happiness. And so to be able to create that and bring that to an organization the way you do it um, and have leaders do it, I think is, is really what kind of separates you from being a leader versus a manager, probably, you know, those two terms, if you will. Um, now, this has been awesome. Um, and I want to ask you, you know, a couple, a couple of questions here. So one, uh, for you, I have an idea, so based on how genuine you are, but what excites you most about life? Well, when I tap into my joy, I think that excites me because work is hard, right? We all have stuff from our past that we deal with. It shows up in new ways and it surprises us in ways people pass. We deal with grief. Like there's, there's not an ending way of experiencing like we're life is gives us some stuff. Right. And that never stops. So when I can really tap into my joy, like, that helps me know that I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, no matter what we're going through, because I think you can experience both. You can both be in sorrow and you can be in joy. Mm-hmm. My dad passed away from COVID. And so like, that was something that was really hard on me to, mm-hmm. to get through. And I had never experienced grief like that before. And here I am talking about joy. Like how can I exist in both? So I really learned like that we can be in both. So when we are in our joy, like be, be so present in that and so proud of that and making the time for yourself so that you can experience those things. Like that's beautiful because our culture does not support that. Yeah. It's just to work, 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 work. Productivity, productivity, productivity. (laughs) And, and, uh, And I think maybe shifting that to where maybe it's still productivity, but it's productivity on about you, right? Like focus that productivity, that, that commitment, yeah. And I'm not talking about joy, like over going to the beach or, you know, <laughs> I find joy in the projects that I go after the decisions that I make in my business on how I want to grow the things I want to create next. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm feeling the joy from mostly these days, because I think you get to a point where you're like, well, I did all this stuff I set out to do now. What? Now what yeah. And then it's like, okay, well I could do this and I could do that. But what excites me? Mm-hmm. What's going to get me up? To either get me writing my my book or recording an album or creating that next piece of art or like refining what I've already done so that it reaches people better and really serving people is joy. And so I, I get excited about that. So anytime I get a new engagement, I get excited about serving that organization. Mm, yeah. 
So that's why you got to create a life for yourself that's going to keep serving you up joy because what else is there? Man, that's awesome. And Beth, this was so fun. Uh, I am excited to continue to work with you outside of the podcast and work with you on the Leadership Revolution Festival and you know learn from you um, because you you have done so much in this space and uh, and I'll be able to apply it in my business. So thanks for sharing with everything today. This was this was awesome. Thank you so much. Loved it.